Hello and welcome to the Christina Schmidt Development Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Schmidt. I am so excited to kick off this podcast with you today. I've been talking for a while about starting one, so welcome and here we are. So I'm a business coach or leadership development coach or an executive coach. Haven't quite landed on a title, but basically I help leaders and entrepreneurs go from overwhelmed, stressed to creating a plan, setting goals and achieving them. And so I do that through working with the leaders, helping them improve, helping them understand themselves, improve their wellness and working through strategy, developing metrics, developing their team and developing their processes. So welcome to the podcast. So I'd like to take today's podcast just to tell you a bit about myself so we can get to know one another and tell you a bit about what we'll be doing here. So as you've, I mentioned, I'm Christina. Um, I am actually a mechanical engineer turned executive coach, whatever the name is. I've thought about calling myself a people engineer, but nobody really knows what engineers do anyway. So I don't think it really clarified anything. So um, basically I help people, I help leaders. And my goal is to get everybody to enjoy their time at work because we spend so much of our lives working and it impacts so much of our lives that if it's, if the culture is bad, if we're miserable, if we're coming home completely drained from our work, then we're not living our best lives. And my vision is to bring the light of Christ into everybody's world and everybody's life. And the best way to do that is to improve your, your working, improve yourself. And so we can have more success at home and at work. So a little more about me besides being a mechanical engineer. Um, so I studied at the University of Michigan, go blue. And I started working for uh, a large manufacturing company right out of university. And um, with them, I got to jump into a leadership development program, which was amazing. I got to travel, I got to kind of live in Germany, kind of sort of learn how to, how to speak German um, and do a variety of jobs that allowed me to really understand the industry, understand how business works and then really hone in, you know, my skills. And so after that, I started working um, in quality, which quality is very important in the world of manufacturing and some people really, really love it. I am not one of them, but it is, it is a great job and very necessary in the world, in the world of manufacturing and really everywhere. Um, but, um, I then moved into continuous improvement and absolutely love that. Um, through it, I was facilitating people. I was coaching people. I was implementing changes and really getting to see people implement changes in their own area. So it was wonderful and rewarding for me. So after that, I moved back into operations. So after being a supervisor through my rotation time, I then moved into operations management and then eventually to plant management. So I was running the entire organization. I was you know, looking at our sales and working with the sales team to, to improve those and get a strategy around that, develop our strategy, make sure we're meeting financial goals, that sort of thing. Loved, loved, loved a lot of that. However, eventually I started not loving it as much. 
Um, what I loved about my job is I loved working with my team. I loved developing my team, but I needed to be doing other things. I needed to be making sure they were getting their jobs done. So pushing them on the goals and continue to push them on their goals, even though they didn't want to do them. Um, I needed to really want to dive into the automotive industry, which to be fair, it was not that interesting to me. Uh, my interest was the people side of it. And so this, here I am. Um, so the transformation of leaders is really the key part of making huge improvements. And so from my story as a plant manager, I was loving some of it, but I was running around everywhere. So they say, beware of the busy leader. And I was a busy leader. Um, all through my life, I felt that being busy was like a badge of honor. It was, you know, if my car was in the parking lot all hours of the day, I couldn't possibly take a lunch. I'd be lazy if I took a lunch. Um, I just felt if I was running from meeting to meeting to meeting, I must be important. So, cause I'm needed at all these meetings, right? So, you know, a lot of, we'll say unhealthy beliefs when I was a plant manager. Um, I was not what I would say well in terms of my whole self. So I was physically quite well, but my, my unhealthy beliefs about being busy and my unhealthy beliefs, you know, just around, you know, taking time for myself and self-care, um, they were a bit skewed, we'll say. Um, and that made me not as good of a leader as I could have been. And on top of that, I wasn't as good of a person outside of work as I could have been either. And I certainly was not happy. I wasn't happy in my work and I wasn't happy at home. So to dive into a bit more of the details, um, I started plant managing around 2011 or 12. Um, so I did it for about four years before I had my first child. So I had my first child in 2016. Um, I took a few months off, but then started back in January and, you know, it was, or in December and it was tough. It was, um, tough to go back, but you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, it feels good. Be back. Feels good. But, you know, I was struggling with the balance. I was struggling with, um, you know, where, where were my priorities? You know, I had this tiny human who absolutely needed me for everything. Um, but I also had this big plant and these people that, absolutely needed me. Um, I hadn't really set up myself as a, as a leader where I was leading without being there well or leading where I was, wasn't leading well. Um, so on the morning of my son's baptism, um, we, had a, we had kind of a big accident at the plant. I got a call that morning. Um, I had been up most of the night preparing for 20 people to come to my house. So I was cooking, I was cleaning, I was trying to set up a buffet line in my house. Um, but I get a call that a giant motor has flown off the top of the press. And thank God nobody was injured. It could have been absolutely catastrophic. Um, so I went in. 
I did, you know, I checked in, I made sure everything was there. Um, we're in Canada. So there's, <coughs> excuse me, there was police there. Everything was shut down. Um, but I had to get to my son's baptism. And so I called some people in, I made sure everything was kind of taken care of, but I felt guilty leaving. I felt I had to get permission from my boss, like far away to be able to leave for my own son's baptism. So from that point, I just, I could, it was, it was a pivotal moment for me. It was almost, you know, a big brick that hit me that made me say, I have to do something different with my life. Um, from there, you know, I started, I started digging into my faith a bit. Um, I had a better understanding, we'll say. Um, I went to an alpha course. Um, so if you're having an inkling about faith and you, you even just want to learn more, I would highly suggest joining an alpha course. And I can link that in the show notes below. You can find one near you. <laughs> um, but it really, it started me down a journey of spiritual wellness. And um, it took many, many years to continue to develop. And obviously, I'm still working on it. But it has been a big part of my transformation from this crazy need to be busy to the successful business owner and coach that I am now. So started down that path with knowing I needed to change and knowing I needed to do something different. Um, in 2018, I found out I was pregnant with my second child. And I just, I knew that I had to be doing something different there. I had increasingly gotten more stressed at work. I was having more and more struggles between how do I live this life and this life at work and still be this, this mom that I wanted to be at home for my kids. How could I do both? And so... Um, I left there in 2018 and I started doing lean manufacturing as a consultant. So my theory behind there, um, everybody hates consultants because they just come in and they say, oh, you only need to clean this up and you need to improve this area, reduce the scrap by this, and then, you know, make this go faster and, you know, you'll be fine. So here's my bill. I'll see you later. Well, that's not helpful most of the time. And I recall from when I was a leader that I just needed another pair of hands of somebody who could go and execute and, you know, get this, they get this rolling. So that was, I was like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to be somebody's extra hands. Well, <laughs> if anybody knows anything about implementing change, not necessarily the case. It's more about it. it it has to start with the leader and it's more about that leader prioritizing that change over all the crazy that's going on around them. Okay. And so I know from my own experiences that I was not in a right state of mind. So yes, I was physically well, I was running a lot. I was eating well. I started down a path of spiritual wellness, but I, I couldn't make it fit in my life. So I was still kind of doing this, this dual path. Like I was studying church over here, but I was, you know, still everything was the same at work. So I hadn't really fully integrated that. 
But my mental wellness, I was still looking for this like pat on the back, badge on the arm, whatever, earning my stripes of being in the parking lot for hours and hours and hours and running from meeting to meeting. And so I was not capable of prioritizing my goals enough to actually get these things implemented. And so it wasn't until I was able to really understand myself and understand where my strengths were and understand where I could provide benefit and where I wanted to provide benefit and that I could really implement the changes that I needed to implement. So for me, it was about discovering where what work brought me joy. Um, I didn't learn this until 2021 or so, 22 maybe, um, but the six types of working genius language, I was as a plant manager hanging out in my competencies and frustrations, I would say probably 80% of the time and never getting the chance and not really having the energy to utilize my geniuses. And so what that leads to is it leads to stressed out person who's burnt out and really doesn't have the energy to live the life that they want to live. And basically it leads to not having a successful work life and not having a successful home life. And so this experience and these experiences just gives me this drive to want to help other leaders and other business owners. So what I see all the time is I see business owners who they want so badly to make things better. They can see, they can see that, oh gosh, we could do this better. And I know there's something better we can do. So they might read a book and they'll get a tool out of the toolbox. It'll be, oh, let's implement Kaizen events. And, you know, we'll do these, these bursts of improvements and it'll stick and it'll be awesome. Um, but they try it and it just kind of, you know, it works for a couple days or maybe a few weeks, but then it kind of just falls off, you know, it goes away. Um, and then you say, oh, this, there's this Toyota Kata thing and we'll mix that with like Six Sigma and we'll kind of, we'll get this going. And, and so then, you know, they try that for a little bit, but, you know, it kind of doesn't stick and so this guy's using it and, you know, but the leader's still running around to be in all these meetings and everybody's still behaving the same way they did before. And so what has to happen before we can start implementing kind of the cool tools is we need to understand and take stock of ourselves first. So we need to look at, okay, who am I? Where's my genius? Where do I get joy from my work? What's my personality style, my introverted, extroverted, you know, just understand yourself, you know, and it might be, you know what I have, you know, I'm in this life point, I've got young children and I need to be there for their sport. So I need to make my life work around that. I need to have a work life that works for me. So really taking stock of that and understanding, you know, what from our history might be wounding us or kind of giving us these these false beliefs you know like what i know from from myself um wounds from the childhood you know i'm the third of three girls and you know asking for help was a failure if i couldn't do it myself then i didn't do it and it you know i wasn't successful so 
what that led to is me trying to do it all by myself. I was afraid to ask for help because then it would be seen as weakness. And, you know, that's, that's not right. That's not normal. We are not meant to go through life alone. We're meant to work together to be in community and to support one another. And that comes from understanding wounds and understanding to be able to act beyond and around and heal the wounds. And it comes from a positive workplace culture. If the workplace culture enhances the fact that it's a failure to ask for help, or you must not be able to do the job if you're going to ask for help, then that's not a healthy or safe work environment either. And so through the work that I do, I help leaders understand, you know, where are they? Where do they need to continue to grow? And then we set a strategy for what kind of work or what business goals are they going to have that complement who they are and get a team together that can complement. So, you know, if they've got um, a strength of helping people, but they don't have the strength of like pushing, pushing, pushing people, then hire somebody that does and get that support from your team. And so we create a baseline and a foundation for them to get started. So then when they grab that kind of cool tool that should make it all work better, they have the culture to support it. And so through this podcast, we're going to talk about all parts of that foundation building. So I'm going to talk about leaders and I'm going to talk about, okay, what does being well look like as a leader? What you know, sorts of things can we look into to improve these aspects? And how do we get to know more about ourselves? And what does that mean for our business? We'll talk uh, techniques on strategy. We'll talk about team development, leading our team, choosing our team, um, helping to grow our team, that sort of thing. And then you know, I'll bring in some cool tools too. We'll talk about those and how they they blend together and make everything better. Um, we'll have some guests who can share some of their experiences and maybe a little bit more in depth of some of their tools and some of their healing and some of their their development opportunities. Um, I'll have some some frequent guests who will will share a couple other cool discussions. Um, but mostly, what I want to do is I want to create community. I want to share what I've learned, and I want to hear from you. And I want to hear, you know, I, I love your feedback. I want to hear about. Okay, how has that impacted you? How how have you grown from maybe the conversation that we had or maybe something I said or something my guest said? You know, where have you taken that? Because we learn. And the reason I really wanted to start a podcast from the get-go is we learn and we get insights when we talk. And so we're going to talk about stuff. So I want you to join in the conversation. I want you to be part of this community and to, to really engage. And so... I'm super excited to to get this rolling and to continue to build this community with you and can't wait to get to know you more. So talk again next week.